0: This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Balata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us tonight. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, joined by the lovely Joan Kelly Walker, philanthropist and media personality and my good friend. Hello, welcome back to the show, Joan. Hi, Laura. In a minute. I you. I missed you, <laughs> I I know, miss it's you too. Jones enjoying her life, which I'm very happy <laughs> for her. I'll get there one day. I know it. (laughs) Um, Now, guys, get ready to throw at everything that you thought you knew about relationships, because today we're diving headfirst into the world of open relationships. And joining us this week is Sean Pru. Sean is a television personality and host, producer, um, host on Sirius XM Canada Talks, motivational speaker, and so much more. He really is a jack of all trades, it seems. (laughs) And uh, you can learn more at uh, SeanPrew.com. Now, open relationships, which involve partners agreeing to have sexual or romantic relationships um, with other people outside of their primary relationships, have gained attention and acceptance in recent years. However, there are still so many different misconceptions and misunderstandings about open relationships. Now, on this show tonight, guys, we're going to explore the world of open relationships, examining the benefits and challenges of this type of relationship. And um, we're going to hear from Sean Pru here, who has had personal experience with being in an open relationship, or maybe multiple, uh, and providing tips and advice for those who may be considering an open relationship themselves. So thank you so much for joining us everybody tonight. And Sean, it's time to spill the tea.
2: Nice <laughs> to be here. How are you?
1: I'm so good. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I guess I just want to preface by saying that I'm not an expert in any way. The the um, stuff I have to say is just based on experience. I had an eight-year marriage Um, that was open. I had a relationship after that marriage that was open and a relationship before my marriage that was open. So I come from that place. I am in no way an expert on, uh, on relationships in any way. I'm single now.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe I can help you find somebody.
2: Oh, I'd love that.
1: (laughs) Uh, So tell us, okay. Tell us a little bit about what an open relationship is in, in your eyes?
2: Oh, an open relationship is just the removal of monogamy. Uh, in my eyes, it's uh, allowing you and your other partner to acknowledge that um, that person cannot possibly meet all the needs that you have, uh, sexually speaking, and that it's okay to find those needs and have them met um, by someone else, usually without the um, added entanglement of becoming emotionally involved with that third or fourth or fifth person. Um, It's usually about just having a a sexual relationship with somebody, whether it's a one night, one time only, or a continuous thing, but without the emotional attachment um, in there.
0: Isn't it hard to not get emotionally attached?
2: It is, especially if you start seeing somebody on the regular, which is um, sometimes a rule for open relationships um, that couples will instigate, um, saying you can't see somebody more than a couple of times because there's a danger of an emotional relationship happening. And in fact, that happened in my marriage, I started to, uh, I went out with a guy to hook up. Um, one night, and we hit it off like a house on fire, we saw each other again, and again, and again, and again, and feelings started to develop um, yeah. to the point where he wanted to um, have me leave my husband for him. So that's when I obviously shut that down. Um, but it's, it's a dangerous thing to have emotions come into play. This should usually in my book, um, be about sex and and only sex, not emotion.
1: Have you heard of a throttle?
2: I have heard of a throuple. I know some people in throuples.
0: I have not. <laughs> Call me naive and the old married lady, but i that's a new word for me. A throuple. A
2: throuple is like a couple with a third in it. Thruple. Okay. Throuple. Okay. Um, it's just, now that's not the same as an open relationship. That is inviting somebody, a third person into your uh, existing relationship, you and your partner, and sharing that and becoming a um a thruple as opposed to a couple
1: right and and where you can all be in love with each other
2: yes that's where there's emotion in play and when you might live together share the same bed although i can't imagine sharing a bed with two people uh, one person is plenty um <laughs> is plenty. with all the
1: snoring going on <laughs> no way imagine the kicking the, the bed oh cover God. hogging
0: Add a couple dogs in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Getting or up to pee, climbing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> right
1: now. Okay, so let's take a look at some of the misconceptions about open relationships because there are many, and one of them being that open relationships are a sign of a broken relationship. Is this true? What do you think?
2: I totally disagree with that. I think an open relationship is a sign of an honest relationship. Relationship. And an honest relationship is a healthy and unbroken relationship to me, um, to be able to say to your partner, um, that th- these are my needs. Um, and I want to design a relationship with you that meets my needs and your needs um, and co create something together, I think is the height of um, relationship sophistication. I don't think it indicates a broken relationship at all, it might mean that needs aren't being met things aren't being fulfilled but I don't think that's the same as a broken relationship
0: so it all comes down to communication Mm.
2: totally I mean this is communication in is is key in in all relationships that's textbook Um, but if you're trying to navigate um, the new waters of an open relationship you've got to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and you've got to know yourself and be very self-aware um, as the relationships begin to unfold, because if you're a jealous sort, for example, maybe you don't want to hear about how well um, your husband's or your wives or your partner's um, open relationship date that night went. Maybe you don't want to hear the details. Like for me, um, my, I've got a vivid imagination. And so I was always don't ask, don't tell. Like we have an open relationship. You go do you, I'll do me. But we're not coming back and sharing the details or reporting back in any way, because then that's when uh, the imagination goes wild and and you start to develop insecurities, maybe some jealousies, that sort of thing there. So um, you want to really know who you are and feel, recognize what you're feeling as things progress so that you can keep creating um, the boundaries and the rules and altering things as they go to make sure that this works out for both people.
1: But Sean, they say that you know people choose to have an open relationship because they're confident in their primary relationship and they feel secure enough to explore other connections. But how can you feel confident in your relationship when you your partner wants to explore having sex with other people? Wouldn't that make you insecure? (laughs) I'm just no. It has. From my perspective, I I would if someone came to me now my partner came to me now, we've been dating for over a year and a half, or if my partner came to me after five years, 10 years, and said, I want an open relationship. Now, I would not be on board with that. I don't, but I haven't been there. So I don't know. But I think that would be a deal breaker for me because I would instantly feel insecure. And if I didn't grant him his wish that he would be cheating on me regardless,
2: that's, the, that's where the communication comes in and where you've got to yeah. say, okay, so tell me more about why you want an open relationship. Is it, is it something that you're into that I'm not? For example, just to be blunt, let's say somebody's really into water sports and you're not into water sports and you've got no interest in water sports. And that person is never going to have water sports with you ever, 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 ever. But that person doesn't want to necessarily be denied the pleasure they get from having water sports. Maybe they want to go out and hook up with someone who's into water sports for the night. And that's got nothing to do with you, except for he respects you enough to tell you that that's where his head's at. And he loves you enough to tell you that that's what his needs are for the betterment of your relationship, not for the detriment.
0: I think like, I just keep thinking about this whole concept of jealousy, like Laura, what would you do if he wants you to do it because he's really good with it, but and then you would feel jealous if he did it, like it's a bit of a double standard there. Uh, would you go I, uh, ahead and do it no no
1: no I'm not doing it My even if he said it was okay yeah because I'm not interested in doing that I, I I'm happy with one partner I like w- more than one partner is, is is too much too too much of a headache My <laughs> I <only want> one. <laughs> one
0: headache is enough <laughs>
2: <laughs> my ex-husband and I had an open relationship, and one thing that um, was true of that is that I used it way, way, way more than he did. He rarely, rarely exercised his option to go out and, and do his thing. But um, we both understood that my libido was way higher, um, and my interest was there that was was not for him. Um, he just didn't need to have that extracurricular activity in his life to the, the way that I did. And so he didn't use it very often. I think I can count on one hand the number of times he might have gone out tomcatting in in the time, eight years that we were together. But I think that's just, I appreciated that so much about him. And it made me love him more that he would be so open and and, um, open-hearted enough to allow me with no strings attached to go out and be my authentic, um, natural self and get what I needed. And then come back into the into the relationship, and I loved him more for it, if that makes sense. And and but he didn't use that option at all, and that's that's bound to be the case with a lot of people who enter an open relationship. They're not going to necessarily be able to um, uh, say I need it all the time when another person may not need it all the time, and that's part of the um, the understanding and how you got to really know each other and what you're about and what you need out of a relationship.
1: Well, let's take a look at one more thing. We, we may have time for one more misconception uh, before the break, but open relationships are just an excuse to cheat. Now, this would be my misconception, because if my partner came to me now and said, hey, I want an open relationship, I'm, I would, <laughs> that would be my automatic reaction. You just want to cheat. But then if he's cheating, is he really cheating? If he's being open about it, he's not really cheating. Before I had open
2: relationships, not having an open relationship was my excuse to cheat. I cheated inside the relationships that were supposed to be closed. And so having an open relationship made me not cheat because you're not cheating. If you've got it out on the table that you're having sex with other people, that is the Mm -hmm. most honest and open hearted thing you could be doing in a relationship is is that that's the opposite of cheating. Wow. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I guess. I mean. I, I think it's how you, I, I mean, it's all communication. It's all your honesty and your, you know, your comfort level and, and how you talk about it. I, I couldn't help but think about your ex-husband. Was he doing it because he thought he should be doing it? Or if he was in a, a, a non-open relationship, would he just be really um, just happy with that? We
1: need to understand. take a break, but you can oh, answer sir. this when we come back. Okay. Uh, We're also going to be discussing how to bring up the idea of an open relationship with your partner. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: We are back on the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm loving tonight's show. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta with Joan Kelly Walker tonight and our special guest, Sean Pru from Serious XM Talks.
0: Well, you know what, before the break, we were talking about, I was thinking about your ex-husband and what you said about, you know, your libido is different from his libido and, and you were happily going out and, in, in, uh, you know, having different relationships within your commitment to your ex-husband. And his libido was less and you said you could count on one hand how many times he actually did that. Do you think in a monogamous relationship, he would have just been fine, just the two of you? Or did he feel maybe obligated?
2: I don't think he felt obligated. Yeah. No, I I think he felt a strong sense of the fact that sex and love are two different things. And especially between um, men where the sex drives are are supposedly um, higher. Um, when you've got two guys together, you're going to have um, that need maybe more than in a, a heterosexual relationship. I'm not sure. But I think um, he understood the the very basic truth that sex and love were two different things and that it didn't mean I didn't love him and it didn't mean he didn't love me. Um, it just meant that we had appetites and needs and wants and also just that kind of um, need for variety as well. Um, I think we all know the um what would you call it um classic stereotype of you meet somebody and for three months all the hormones are going and they're the best person in the world and the sex is fantastic and you can't get enough of them and the sex is fantastic and they're amazing the sex is fantastic and then after 90 days or maybe a little longer if you're lucky the sex is not so fantastic anymore and it sort of wanes and can die off a little bit and in many relationships disappear altogether uh, this helps you know, for that um, happening in a relationship to be able to go out and get what you need and still come back to somebody who loves you. Maybe the sex isn't there anymore, or maybe this open relationship invigorates your sex life a little bit more now, but it does something. If, if, if your sex life is waning after that initial sort of like crazy period um, to be able to go out and ha- still have sex and still get what you need and then go back to somebody who's there and who loves you, I think is a completely healthy thing. And, you know, if you look at the the mammal kingdom, only 3% of mammals are monogamous. The rest are all out boinking each other.
1: <laughs> I think that's a cop <laughs> ah. out, though.
2: A cop that out? Isn't.
1: I do. I think that's a cop out. I feel like, you know, we can be working harder at maintaining healthy, happy relationships. Do different things, try different positions, put on wigs, like just speak, talk about it, communicate, have sex in different areas of the home, have sex outside, have sex in your vehicle. There are ways that you can keep it spicy and spice it up. I'm not sure that having sex with another person is going to do it for me, but I don't know. What if variety is one of
2: your needs, though? What if one person is not going to be your your everything, which I'm sure a lot of people listening may not admit to their partners, but will admit to themselves is true that a little variety um, might be kind of nice. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, Mm -hmm. well, listen, let's talk about how we know that this might be something for us, right? So the obvious one for me is that you need to be comfortable with the idea of your partner being with another person. And if the thought of your partner being with someone else makes you feel jealous or insecure, which that would make me feel jealous and insecure, then an open relationship may not be for you because it's definitely not for me. But I don't judge people. I do not judge people, right? Like you do you boo. What are some other obvious ones?
2: Well, I think if the, if one or both people are are really being honest with themselves and recognize that their needs aren't being met in some way, and although you might have tried really hard with a person, it's just not happening. Um, if variety is of, of importance to you um, and just getting out there and, and being with someone else uh, who's different is important to you, those are signs, if you're being really honest with yourself, that maybe you should talk about having an open relationship. I agree with you. If if somebody is is intrinsically jealous, you're going to have a problem from the get go. That's going to have to be managed the whole time. Um, so I'm not sure if an open relationship, if if somebody has um, envy in, in them, yeah, or insecure. Degree, but I'm insecure. not a jealous
1: person. I'm not. I I I really don't worry or stress about my partner cheating on me. Mm. But. Yeah. Joan, what do you think?
0: Well, you have to make that person feel secure in every single possible way. And this is your life partner, not just a sex partner. So there are so many other ways that you can do that to support that person, to make them feel great. And I think when you're with a new person, you're making like, you know, huge efforts to put your best foot forward. And when you're having sex with someone new, so maybe you can bring that motivation home and try new things with your partners. Maybe
2: that's something. I also think um, a lot of people would be surprised that maybe they're not putting necessarily their best foot forward for a casual hookup that they've arranged on a, for the Friday night of that weekend. Um, a lot of times it's just, it's just as anonymous as you can imagine it to be. It's not about impressing the other person. It's just about meeting somewhere, getting it on, and calling it a night. It's not necessarily uh, trying to impress them, woo them, buy them dinner. Um, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Buy them drinks, <laughs> tell them your life yeah. story and your income and blah. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's just come over on, on at nine on Friday and let's do it.
0: Let's do it.
2: <laughs> and, then, and then say goodbye <laughs> and thank you very much. And I'll look to see you again, maybe.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Okay, let's just say, all right, let's talk about it. I want to, you know, bring this up to my partner. What are we doing? We're setting boundaries. How are we having these conversations? What are the guidelines? Like, let's talk about it. What what are things that we should be putting in place here, Sean?
2: I think hopefully you've already started having discussions about things like needs and perhaps needs not being met in a gentle and loving way, in a way that makes this person still feel okay about themselves. Just in an honest, I've got to tell you this, um, I'm really into this and you're not, and I really want to try it. um, And you don't. And I really want to talk to you about the idea of me going and trying it with somebody else Um, and broach it that way. Um, And then again, I'm no expert. I'm just telling you how I would do it and then start talking about and designing together what an open relationship looks like. I'm not going to tell you about the the person. You're not going to hear any of the gory details. Mm -hmm. Or in some cases, somebody wants to know all about the person because it makes them feel better. For some reason, I don't understand, but, um, you know, if somebody wants all the details, be prepared to share all the details with them if it's going to make them uh, feel more secure.
1: Yeah. And also huh. guidelines around communication, uh, talk about safe sex practices, what types of physical or emotional intimacy are okay yep. in the context of your open relationship. Yeah. You might have rules about dating certain types of people or certain types of relationships, for example, maybe you know people at your work are out of bounds or mutual friends are out of bounds. Yeah. I think that it's important to have and uh, to set those clear boundaries and expectations before you jump in to an open I
2: know room. people who um, have a no kissing rule uh, because that's an act that's too intimate for the other person to handle the thought of. Um, I know people who want to see who that person is to make sure it's not somebody that they know already right? And some, whether it's a big way or a small way in life, no, I don't want you sleeping with that person might be something that comes up in the conversation. So sometimes that's brought into play as well. It's, it's really about self-designing the relationship together. And I remember um, my last, uh, the last guy I dated, we had an open relationship, as I mentioned. And um, at one point I was feeling like it was we were getting too involved in the open relationship. He was really busy on his side. I was busy on my side and we weren't coming together as often. So we closed the relationship back up again for a period of time and just focused on us until that got on track again. And then once it was on track and we were thinking, okay, things are good again. um, Let's open it up. Um, But so you can even close the relationship is the point that I'm making. You don't have to keep it open the entire time.
0: That's good. So, You know what, this is obviously a very private matter between you and your primary relationship. Do you ever worry about what other people might think? Like, what if you hook up with someone with a really big mouth that might be going around telling everybody?
2: Well, you can do a bunch of things. I know people who don't use their their names, they don't share any details about themselves, so there's not much to tell if somebody's got a big mouth. Um, I think if somebody does have a big mouth and your friends find out or your family finds out, you have to be prepared for um, maybe some questions and decide how much you want to answer and how much you want to open up to other people. I don't really think it's anyone's business, but I've always been out about um, having an open relationship and I'm not someone who cares too much what other people think. So if if people judge me or have judged me for that. Um, Suck it. I don't care.
0: It's nobody's business.
2: I'm working and having the health. John, I just love you. Suck it.
1: (laughs) That's something I would say. Suck it. it. I I don't care what people think either. It's none of your business. It's none Um, of your business. Okay, so people are obviously finding people online. There are, I'm sure, other ways to find people that want to explore this type of relationship. What are are your thoughts on this? Because I have my thought on this. If using a dating app, do you think it's important to include this in your profile? How like how upfront should we be? What do you think? Because I or do you want me to go?
2: I, I think like in the gay world where I come from, it's actually, um, an option in terms of what you can, um, post in your profile that you've got an open relationship. I don't know if it is on straight apps or whatever, but I think in, in, I could imagine it if it was a woman saying she was in an open relationship that would, invite on the a app, but yes. hassle. um, I, is that something that's included in a straight app?
1: Uh, I haven't been on them in a, like a few months, but. Um, I believe so. Listen, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a place you should always, even if you don't have a, a, like something, an indicator or something to tick off or whatever, write it in, (laughs) write it in. It's so important to add that to your profile so that you can attract whom you want to attract and not to waste your time and another person's time.
0: I think a lot of women in particular would be really afraid to put that in an app somewhere. Right. Or to even admit that or say it out loud. I don't no, know. Joan,
1: I, there are no. women, honestly, that are all about that. The world is changing, believe me. And different, yeah, different strokes for different folks, honestly. <laughs> Anything goes these days. You need to be clear. We just, like, online dating people is a shit- about, is.
0: People are already lying about their age, their height, their weight, their, their bank account. I don't know that they'd be really forthcoming about this. No, well, like some right, a, are, right away. No,
1: some people are very clear with it about it. Yeah. Some are. Hmm. But some
0: aren't. You're right. Some people and, want or privacy once you...
2: around that issue too. And they yeah. wouldn't put that out there.
0: Yeah. And once you start to get to know someone, you can broach the subject if you kind of feel it out a bit. But I don't think like I don't know, that's probably just me. I have never been on a dating app. So it seems strange to me to just put it out there as part of your profile. Because it is so private.
1: And, and that's yeah. what like coaches like myself are actually teaching people to do. You need to be vulnerable. You need to be as open as possible and as transparent as possible.
0: And honest. And, yes, mm-hmm.
1: be honest. Cut to the chase. Because it gets it's so difficult being on dating apps nowadays it really is it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack so be honest as possible you want to attract the right person you don't want to waste time
2: cut to the chase
1: cut to the chase (laughs) we're going to take a quick break guys and uh, when we come back we're going to chat about how you can keep your main relationship healthy while exploring an open relationship
0: Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's news, today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: It's Sunday night. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM 640 Toronto with myself, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca, the lovely Joan Kelly Walker, and we're getting back to our chat on how to maintain your relationship while opening it up with Sean Pru from SiriusXM XM Canada Talks. Welcome back to the show, guys.
2: Thank you.
0: So, Sean, we've been talking about open relationships and, you know, I've been in a long-term marriage. I love my partner. If, if I mean, if we were ever to do this, how do you continue to make your partner the priority? Like I for me, I, I feel like I'd get sort of, I don't know, emotionally involved or distracted. Like, how do you do that?
2: something that, that I found in, in my experience is that um, both uh, in my marriage, when I was the one out most of the time um, using this option that I had or in my um, relationship after my marriage where we were both using the open relationship, is that you come home with a greater appreciation for your partner already um, because of, of the fact that they've allowed you to do this um, and that your needs have been met you when your needs are met, you feel like a, a million bucks. Um, and you appreciate the person who's allowed you to have those needs be met and often in my boyfriend after my marriage would say I come home to you and I'm so happy <laughs> that you're my partner because this guy was really nice and stuff but he's not you and 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 so there's a bit of comparing that goes on too a little bit about um you versus the the partner and I've most of the time, um, I was something really great to come home to, because this guy was really nice and everything. But you know, he's you, he, he pales in comparison to you. And that was sort of an intrinsic thing that kept happening in the relationship. So there's appreciation um, galore for the person that um, that has allowed you to do this. And so when you talk about how to keep things sort of healthy and going and appreciate your partner and stuff like that, I found that having an open relationship really helped you do that.
0: Really? You so it's them. reinforcing all the really good stuff. You
2: reinforce all the really good stuff. Yeah. Should,
1: should that be the new love language, Sean, open relationships?
2: <laughs> A new Love language. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because, you know, so I always pro, say you need to keep your partner's cup filled. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, if you need to be in an open relationship to do so. That am going to say, yes, language.
2: yes, new love language.
1: I say, listen, continue to fill your partner's cup, doing more of what they want and need to feel love. I think that you need to keep up the affection and intimacy, especially if your partner's love language is physical touch. Make sure to keep showing them that, you mm-hmm. know, that, that that touch, that the foot rubs, the back rubs, that's what I need anyways. Uh, And also the quality time. And I think it's important too that you prioritize your partner um, so that, you know, they still know that you're number one, they're number one in your, in your books or in your eyes, you know?
0: But how do Uh, you gauge if they're feeling that? Like they might just be saying, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Like how do you actually gauge that?
2: Can you ask them, how is this working out for you, honestly, right? Because you want to be checking yeah. in throughout this entire unfolding of an open relationship or having open relationships. You want to be checking in all the time and asking, you know, how, how is this working out for you? You're out there doing it. I'm out there doing it. Is, it. is it what you expected? Is it what you like? Do you want to keep going? Are we in this still? Are we closing things down? What, how are you feeling? You want to be doing that all the time. Um, so there shouldn't be any sort of like need to gauge because you're gauging constantly
0: yeah and you can tell if somebody's upset about something you know yeah
2: you know and 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 we've talked a lot about the communication word a lot through this episode in all of the relationships that I've ever had the open relationships I've ever had um, communication's been a, a constant throughout it and in fact the one time I had an open relationship with someone where we didn't have a lot of communication was when it was the most work and when it didn't work as well as it could have when we just went off and did our own thing and and didn't design it, um didn't have constructs, didn't have boundaries, didn't talk about it, um was when it was messy.
0: so you got a plan around this
2: a bit yeah, you want you want to make sure that you're doing this at a time that doesn't interfere with your couple schedule or insult. Um, maybe the the person um, that you're with, you know, if weekends are important to them, don't be doing this on the weekend.
0: Yeah, and it's more complicated if you have a family.
2: Very complicated if you have a family. I I don't have, (laughs) so I've had a lot of freedom with this.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, Sean, do you think that it's even possible to transition back to a monogamous relationship if you decide that it's not working for you? I would think that this would be difficult, but I'm not sure because I've never been there. What do you think?
2: Well, to permanently transition back, if you've been out, if one person's been enjoying it a lot and the other person hasn't been, and so you want to talk about closing things up again, um, to permanently close those things up again, I don't know if, if... I would like that. I would like to close things up while we worked on us and then broach the subject again. I wouldn't ever want the idea of an open relationship to be totally taken off the table. That would reduce my my sense of freedom and um, my ability to get my needs met too much for me.
0: And it's also hard if someone is saying, okay, I've made a decision that affects both of us. Like if yeah. they're just saying, no, this isn't working for me. So therefore you have to behave in a certain way. That's yeah. that's them making a unilateral decision that's affecting both of you together. So I can see how that would be a problem.
2: I find too that um, with open relationships, like I said before, is it stops you from cheating. And if you have given someone the taste of an open relationship and they're, they've been following on the rules and, and all the boundaries and all this sort of thing, and you take that away from them, they might be propelled and tempted to just go out and do it again anyway and just not tell you. And now all of a sudden you've got a cheater in your life.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh boy. Well,
2: I, would, I, <laughs> I love the weariness. <laughs> I'm never doing this
0: ever, oh, ever, well, ever. I would be so jealous if my husband did this. I would
1: be really jealous too. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I, I always have these conversations when I first get into a relationship with someone. Cause I, I don't want the conversation to pop up years down the road. <laughs> oh, now I want an open relationship. Mm. So I just want to, but it's also, you don't clear know, that, that Sorry. no, no, I just, I just want it to be very clear <laughs> um, with them. If this is something that they would explore, whether or not they would explore it and, if they say no, heck no, then okay. But if they say well possibly, then hmm, that may be a red flag for me.
2: Hmm. So you're gonna you're not gonna ask?
1: Well, early on, yeah. These early are on, these right. are the questions that I ask during Got the it. during the courting stage. Right. Those are the things that we talk about. You don't want
2: to ask them during the, the married stage or the the together stage? Because during the courting stage, they're gonna say anything to make you happy.
1: No, I'm talking before we get super, super serious. Yes, we need to take one last quick break. And when we come back, we're going to share some more insight into the worlds of open relationships. Stay with us. You're listening to the.
0: Relationship show with Laura Belada from SingleInTheCity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, six forty Toronto. Welcome
1: back to the dating and relationship show on AM six forty Toronto. I'm Laura Belada with Joan Kelly Walker and our special guest Sean Prue from SiriusXM Canada Talks as we explore open relationships tonight. What a great conversation!
0: Yeah, this has been really, really interesting. Uh, And I can't help but think about if my husband were to do this, how would I feel? And, you know, I I trust my partner. And I think a lot of people feel this way. They trust their own partner. They just don't know the other person. And that's the person that I don't trust. Mm. So it's it's hard to trust your partner when you don't know that other element of it.
2: But if you trust your partner, that other element could be, do, say, have uh, anything to them and they would still come back to you. If you trust him that much, yeah, right? they could go after but, him. But they there's could so sweet talking women
0: out there that would scratch your eyes out to get at your husband.
2: Yeah, but if you trust your husband that much, you trust your husband that much. Yeah, you're thinking on that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do, but I just want to be the devil's advocate here. Do we really fully trust our partner? Is there not maybe a 10% in there where we don't 100% (laughs) trust our partners? Like just like that little 10% where what if, I mean, we are human and some people don't believe in monogamy,
2: I think the the concept of an open relationship comes inherent with risk. And, and maybe part of that is what you're saying about, I can't fully trust my partner, I can trust him 95%, say. But the, when you've got that risk, you've also got that reward, the risk-reward ratio idea applies heavily to this. You take the risk of trusting your partner. You take the risk of trusting yourself. You take the risk of of taking your um, relationship to new heights in terms of honesty and being vulnerable with one another. And you see what happens. And and in my experience, only good things have come out of it uh, for the most part. The relationships got stronger. I appreciated my partner better. Um, I was more happy. I was more fulfilled. I felt a greater sense of self. Um, and my partner uh, was was loved harder for allowing me to have all of that. So the reward was worth the risk every single time. So you are, you are entering into, and you're going to have to maybe deal with some things that you weren't ready to deal with either, like jealousy, like you weren't necessarily a jealous person before, but now you kind of are. And that's your kind of thing that you want to start dealing with. Um, as a person anyway, to get rid of that uh, inside you, but especially in, in terms of an open relationship because it'll never work if you've got too much jealousy or envy. You'll, you'll be dragging the whole business down.
1: And Sean and Joan, I think it's important to remember that jealousy is a normal emotion and that it's okay to be jealous and to feel it. What matters though is how you choose to respond to those feelings of jealousy and then work through them in a way that is respectful to both yourself And your partner, but just because you're jealous does not mean you're abnormal. It's a normal thing. (laughs) I would be concerned if my partner wasn't at all jealous, like at all. Mm -hmm. There has to be a little bit of jealousy there.
2: Well, for me, there was never any jealousy, but there was insecurity that would come up sometimes. and, And that was my stuff to work on. And I was happy to work on it, happy to have it brought up so that I could work on it. Um, but there's there's going to be some kind of negative emotion. No one's a robot, um, but you've got to you've just got to sort of deal with it. Because as I said, hopefully the reward is greater than the 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 risk of feeling off or um, feeling insecure, feeling jealousy, not sure you can trust your husband. Those risks there are hopefully smaller than the reward that follows.
0: You know, I think it comes down to the timing within your relationship. Like if if you're uh, a married couple, and you have babies, there's obviously changes in a woman's body, her boobs aren't where they used to be, she might have a little baby weight, and she would feel very insecure. So I think, you know, you have to be very concerned and and very uh, conscious of the timing of this. Right?
2: I think any guy who just had a baby with his wife, and then wanted to start talking about um, an open relationship is asking for divorce. At the same yeah. time, <laughs> like that, that, <laughs> that, that is the worst timing I could ever imagine. That's just, that's just the worst. Well, and I'm sure so, it's happened. I'm sure it's happened. Or maybe it's happened when, when newlyweds have just become newlyweds and, and it should all be blissful and honeymoon phasey. Um, people have brought this up. That's not the time either. You've got to, but you've got to time this stuff out properly. I mean, use your brain.
0: Mm -hmm. So, Sean, what advice would you give to people who are considering opening up their relationship?
2: I would say to listen to each other and listen to understand, not to react. Um, and to go into it with an open, vulnerable heart. Don't go into it with this, uh, I've got needs that need to be met, honey. Go into it with an open heart and be vulnerable and express yourself to the best of your capability. And to the partner who's on the receiving end, listen to understand and keep an open mind and wonder what this is like for you maybe. you. This person's obviously been thinking about the subject for a while. How do you feel about the subject? Maybe there's an appeal factor to you as well. And then proceed to design the way this is going to work, the boundaries that are going to be included, um, how often this can happen. Uh, maybe it's just once every six months or something like that. Um, but, but put the boundaries in place. Don't ask, don't tell, or maybe you tell all. Um, and, and then just try it out for one time and see how it goes. And if it if it's successful for both parties, then see what's next, and plan that out. Don't rush into it. Just plan out the first engagement. See how it goes.
1: Try it out or don't. Try it out. (laughs) out. And get tested (laughs) for STIs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Slap a condom on it. We hope that you enjoyed our deep dive into the world of open relationships tonight and that you learned something new. And a big thank you to our guest, Sean Pru, for sharing his expertise and insights with us.
2: Thanks Sean, for having how me.
1: can we get a hold of you? How can our listeners get a hold of you? Where can we uh, best way is SeanPru.com
2: uh, Sean Prew? or I'm at Sean Prew on Twitter.
1: Well, okay. Pru as in P-R-O-U-L-X. U-L-X,
2: like Annie Pru, the <laughs> author.
1: So, so, Sean Prue. <laughs> yep.
2: Sean with a U.
1: Okay, exactly. All right. Thank you. And, Joan, where can we get a hold of you?
0: On Instagram at Joan Kelly Walker Official or my new website, joankellywalker.com.
1: I love it. And you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok, official Laura Balata as well. If you're single, looking to find someone single and ready to mingle, check out singleinthecity.ca for upcoming events in your area. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. Until next week, ciao for now.